The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show. Today's show is all about how we manage challenge. Now, you may be familiar with this, the phrase, you know, when you're given lemons, make it into lemonade. Lemons by themselves can be very tart, very bitter, quite hard to drink pure lemon juice. But when you actually create something different out of it, it lemons can not only make lemonade, but lemon drizzle cake, they uh, make a stir fry more interesting. They are so versatile. And the parallel there is that challenges happen in our life. Some of the challenges are uh, those which are accidental. Some of those are caused by other people. But ultimately, we choose moment by moment whether or not we let that challenge define us or whether we use that challenge as the rocket fuel to help us grow and develop. Now, we are living at a time when the world is facing many challenges. You know, even the most privileged of people face challenges within their life. Ultimately, the, the degree of challenge that we face is going to make a difference in terms of how we feel about it. But the principle behind it is exactly the same. And I'm going to be joined by my guest, Gwen O'Deffid, and I'm so pleased to have her on the show. She is a lady who has faced many challenges and has used those challenges to create for herself a life which is full and rich. Those of you know that, that know my story will know that I have faced my own challenges too. And for me, they've been a great opportunity to learn. And after the break, we're going to be discussing how you can frame what's happened and use that to help you. But I want to use part of this show, this part, to talk to you about how what we focus on makes a difference. You'll have heard me talk about focusing on what you can do rather than what you can't. Um, and how powerful it is when even when things are really very challenging, very difficult, that if you focus on just the thing that you can do and you take that first step, however difficult and long and challenging the journey may be, by taking the first step and then the second and then the third, you will gradually move towards your target. For me, that's a metaphor that's, well, more than a metaphor. I've learned to walk twice as an adult. Um, and for me, that first step was incredibly challenging. Mm -hmm. Then it led on to the second. And even now, 17 years after having an internal spinal stimulator, before which I was completely wheelchair bound, 
Um, I still use a wheelchair at times, but it doesn't define me. My wheelchair is my chariot on fire. It's what enables me to do things. But I was speaking to somebody earlier today and their challenge um, is around alcohol. And one of the things that we were talking about this morning was addiction and being addicted to um, something, whether that's a, a substance like alcohol or drugs or shopping or sex or needing to be right or an addiction to um, the process um, of drinking was much more around her addiction than the drink itself. It was the sense of of deadening emotions. And actually, rather than face her emotions, her challenge was that, that learning that emotions are nothing to be frightened of. Learning how when you manage your emotions and you look for the lessons in those emotions um, and that you engage with them rather than try to bury them, that they have much to offer. And although we talk about negative emotions, in reality, we, there is no such thing as a negative emotion. What there is is a negative way of dealing with it or reacting to it. So, for example, anger in and of itself is not a bad thing. And there are times when we need to get angry because something is completely out of line with our values. But it's how we demonstrate that anger and what we do with it that makes the difference. Our challenges come in every form. You think about it. The first challenge is getting up in the morning and what sort of day you are choosing to have. Most people don't choose. Most people get up and they go straight into their habitual way of being. And then something goes wrong. Perhaps there's not enough hot water or the cat is, has been sick on the carpet. And that will then colour their whole day. And things then tend to go from bad to worse because they're focusing on all of the things that are going wrong. Now, put that into the context of a bigger challenge. You know, I've worked with many people who've been abused, for example, and I do not want to come across as if I am making light of that. I am not at all. People who are abused or bullied, that, there's no excuse for that. But as the victim of that, it's your choice whether you choose to stay a victim and allow the past to take over your present and your future, or whether you choose to do something about it and to, uh, to deal with that past baggage and recognize that you are a survivor. And through that recognition and through working through that challenge, recognize that you are resilient and strong and that you have courage and that you have the wherewithal to live a full and joyous and happy life. If you stay stuck in the abuse or stay stuck in the, un the bullying or the unfairness and you are a victim to that, that will take over your whole life. That will color every decision that you make. That will mean that you are consistently pulling the portmanteau, the, the great big chest of baggage with you everywhere you go. Now, it takes inner work, as do all of these challenges. And I think it's important for me to say right from the get-go that when I or any of my guests, and today it's Gweno, are talking about the challenges we face and how we've overcome them, 
don't be under any illusions that there are dark days and there are difficulties and you have to dig deep and some days you don't do it well but it's how you manage to recognize that tomorrow could be a better day that the sun is going to come up whatever you do even if it's behind the clouds the sun is there your choice whether you focus on the darkness or you look for the light I suspect that there are people who are listening to this who are going through really um, difficult times, perhaps financially, um, or within relationships, or they're within their business, or they've lost their job, and who are sitting there saying, well, it's all right for you. You've got no idea what I'm going through. And reali in reality, that is actually true. What I do know, because I've worked with so many people who come to me with all sorts of issues, is that that challenge, whatever that challenge may be, however difficult that challenge may be, that's not the story unless you choose to make it your story. Your story can be how you've overcome that challenge, how you found ways through, rather than the story beginning and ending with the challenge and the fact that you can't take it any further. I've met some amazing people in my life, people who have become bankrupt, people who have been abused to an enormous extent, extent and who have overcome that. People who have had physical challenges, illness, disability, you know, challenges come in so many forms. But ultimately, what sort of life do you want to live? That's your choice. How do you want to turn up day by day? What are your beliefs telling you that you are able to manage it, that you're good enough? Or are they constantly whispering in your ear, oh, yeah, you can't do that, or that's not possible? You'll have heard the story many times because I share it because it's so powerful of having done the fire walk when I could only walk a few steps <coughs> and being absolutely thrilled I turned around and the guy behind me had no legs below the knee and he simply turned himself onto his hands and needed a handstand across hot burning coals that for me was a demonstration that I was limiting and I think that we all limit to some extent so I hope that out of this show, what you will recognize is you are equal to the challenge and that you'll find Gwen's story inspiring and that you will choose to live your life in a way that makes the most of every day. Because even on the darkest of days, even on the most terrible days, there are great things and that you can enjoy those and you can focus on those. So don't go away. We're going to have a quick break and then I'm going to invite my guest, Gwenna Jefford, in and we're going to talk about her story and the similarities between her story and mine and how we've turned things around. So please, see you in a moment. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? 
Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. Just before I introduce Gwynu, I just want to remind you that as very proud members of B1G1, that if you interact with this program live or you send an email uh, from um, asking a good question or making a comment, that we will donate on your behalf to B1G1, buy one, give one, which is an organization that helps people who um, are in poverty, who need help. Um, it There are projects to give clean water, to help the environment, whole range of things and we are very proud members of that so please help also you share these programs the more people who download them we will donate meals for people um, as a result of that so without more ado let me tell you about Gweno. Gweno Daffid is has a, a master's um, in women's studies she's a life leadership and master public speaking coach who works globally from Cardiff in the UK for those outside the UK, Cardiff is in Wales. And if you lived in the UK, you'd know because her name is so Welsh. She enables her clients to overcome life challenges and be truly successful. She brings 40 years experience in business at a senior level as a broadcaster, performer, published writer and lyricist, equality and diversity expert, uh, to transformational coaching. And through her knowledge and expertise, she helps women to smash the glass ceiling. So without more ado, I would like to welcome Gweno. Well, this woman sounds amazing. When am I going to meet she her? She certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> Hello yeah. there and welcome. It's so lovely to see you. Well, you too. Um, and it's an you... honour to be on your programme. Thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, such a pleasure. I think it would be really helpful for our listeners and our watchers if you shared briefly your story, because it's one that has much to offer. 
Okay, well, I'll try and keep it brief. So essentially, I grew up in West Wales, was passionate about running. I was captain of all the, the uh, netball, uh, athletics, maybe not netball, but cross country. I was a runner from the age of 11 and uh, basically uh, ran, was going to be a physical education teacher. That's all I wanted to be from the age of 11. Went to uh, college to study to be a um, PE teacher and had to change direction at the age of 18 because I'd fallen um, a few months before going to uh, to college and I'd hurt my back and I'd hurt my, well, I'd actually hurt my knee. And, but it made, the whole thing was in, uh, you know, my, my back affected my knee, etc. So anyway, I had to change direction. So at the age of 18, I just, my life just collapsed. That's, I suppose, that's the sum total of it. It just collapsed because all my dreams... Gwen, I'm just, just going to stop you. There is some, Your microphone or something is rubbing and we're getting quite a lot of um, rustling, which means it's quite hard to hear you. Could you just have oh. a look and see what might be catching on something? I don't know what could be catching. Uh, it could be my sparkly top. It could be. Okay, just be, be, be mindful of that because we don't want to miss anything that you've got to say. Okay, I do. I do move around a lot, <laughs> so I try. I try and be static. So anyway, um, so I had to change direction at the age of eighteen, which was devastating. I was in a very dark place. Uh, I would say, looking back, that I had depression, uh, but felt very isolated because, as a leader, as a captain, I was very self-resilient and didn't know how to ask for help. So. Um, so that was the start of my journey to chronic pain. But um, I was told that I had to change direction, otherwise I'd be walking with a stick uh, by the time I was 30, which I didn't fancy. Um, and so I had to stop running. I had to stop all activity for five years, which I did. And I went off to Belgium and I lived there for five years and I was a busker and I did all sorts of really bohemian type things. And had a wonderful time and then went back to my running but unfortunately uh since that time i've had three major car accidents it's my magnetic personality uh <laughs> cars have a tendency to be drawn to me and uh so i now live with a debilitating chronic pain condition which started uh, on a daily level, uh, August 1988. So since August 1988, I have been living with levels of pain which uh, veer from, if I'm not doing much, it'll be bearable and I won't have to do anything about it. I just know that it's there to absolutely unbearable and I have to go to bed and, um, you know, that's about it. I've had three, no, four uh, blue disability badges uh, consecutively. I've been to two pain clinics. I've had a denervation procedure. I've been on tramadol, cocodamols, you name it. Uh, and so, but by this point in my life, I've actually learned how to live with it. And uh, which wasn't my intention because I was always going to get better. Um, but it never happened. Uh, so I live with this on a, a daily basis. I call it the tiger. I tamed my tiger and uh, I do quite well. I have made a, a success of my life. And one of the things that you were saying earlier, which I did want to uh, talk about, was the fact that you've got to focus on what you can do. 
and not what you can't do. Because there Absolutely. are lots of things I can't do. And I, I, I don't even think about those things anymore. I used to grieve them, but I don't anymore because basically I can still talk, I can still sing, I can still make people laugh. I'm a fabulous coach. And all of those things I can broadcast, I can do all of those things, even if I'm desperately unwell and I'm uh, stuck in bed with um, my hot water bottle and my chronic tiger pain. So um been a journey. It's interesting. I mean, I, those people who've heard me speak before know that I had a, a serious ski accident in 1983 mm. and chronic pain is something that, that um, I, I've lived with since. And it's an interesting journey, isn't it? Because you either... I've used that word. <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. It certainly is. Mm. But ultimately, we have a choice, don't we? That if you do everything you can to alleviate the pain, um, you know, that makes sense to go through, uh, through different treatments to see if you can um, manage that. But then there comes a point when you've tried many, many things and that you recognise, well, I'm talking about me now, I'm, I'm interested in your take on it, um, that it's time to stop searching and actually get on with what you have. Yes, I agree with you. And for years and years and years, I spent a fortune on osteopaths, chiropractors. I went to see... Um, um neurologist i went and paid i i found the receipt recently i paid 150 pounds 20 years ago to go and see um <clears throat> uh, a man who said well i can put titanium rods in your back and it'll cost you nine thousand pounds but there's no guarantee it'll work so i decided i wasn't going to do that um where did that point come well actually i suppose i'm still I'm hoping that maybe something, but I, I, I don't focus on it anymore. But I did yeah. actually find something in the United States. I went out there and I had a, a program commissioned um, to do a re, um, to to do an interview with uh, my mentor who was celebrating her 90th birthday in uh, Los Angeles. Goodness. Yeah, and um, and the the flight over there was the the oh, it was horrendous. The pain was absolutely unbearable, and the pain was unbearable the next day when I had to do the interview. But it happened, and looking back on it, I don't look. I can't remember the pain. It's like childbirth. I just remember the great things about that event. Anyway, I came across an amazing DVD in America when I was out there, which was two thousand and four. And I brought the DVD back to Wales and I worked so, 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 so hard on it. And what I found in it was a way of manipulating my own spine because, I, because I've been um, involved in three major car accidents. One had four vehicles involved in it. And so I have hypermobile vertebra. So what that means is that um, the spine isn't as stable as it could be. And what happens is it will... Um, when I stand too long, walk too long, uh, or twist uh, in the car to pick something up from the back, that'll put my spine out. Now, what I mean by out, it's not out to play, out to have a drink or out to the cinema. What I mean is it's out of alignment and it traps something, usually a nerve uh, or something that will press on the nerve. So then, of course, it's the sciatic nerve, which goes all the way down the leg. So then I have something called parathesia, which is a numbness. Um, so, but I was, I, from that 
point of finding the DVD, I was able to put my own spine back in and I went back to my running. And in that sort of little window, uh, I actually managed to become a Welsh Masters athlete and I got my international vest for well running done. 400 metres. Thank you very much. And I'm impressed. And then I had a knee operation, and then, um, and um, so I suppose it was after that point, I just thought, well, there's nothing that can be done. I'll just have to get on with it. And although I don't run an awful lot now since the new operation, because I've got three metal pins in my leg, um, I do run a little bit. So I can manage tops two, two miles, uh, but my back will go out. But then I know that the, whatever I want to do, there's a price to pay. Um, and the price is I have to manipulate my back. I've got to crack it back into place. But if it's worth doing, then I'll do it because right. I have one life and I have no intention of uh, the tiger becoming the master. I am the tiger tamer. And so I, I live a relatively normalish life, you know, and most people, if they saw me, would think, goodness me, she's, she's incredibly fit for her age because I am. Mm -hmm. But I also have a disability and have had since August 1988. I don't like to think of myself as um, being disabled, but I do have a disability. I actually think disability is a metaphor for life. I think um, those people who dis their ability, who have mm -hmm. limiting beliefs, are in many ways more disabled than I, who still use a wheelchair, yourself. Um, but what I'd like to focus on now is the work that you do helping women break through the glass ceiling tell me how that came about and what are the principles that you share with people that help them to break through the, that glass ceiling well i've always been a feminist and i realized i was a feminist when i went to belgium and i went to a place called maison blanche and at the age of 21 i heard about genital mutilation which shocked and distressed me and uh, I realized that that's what I was. I was a feminist. So I've always been very, very concerned about enabling other women. Yes. And I'm, a very, I'm, I'm very active in a political way. And I do a lot of stuff for the People's Assembly. But I've done, you know, a lot. I, I was recently in uh, Greenham. I walked 17 miles. Yes, I managed to do 17 miles with a couple of spinal twists on the way. Um, so... I went and did, uh, because in my early 20s, when I came back to Britain from uh, Belgium, I started working as a performer. And I've always worked as a performer since 1979, really, when I started doing uh, my first radio broadcast on BBC Radio Cymru. And I've worked as a performer, as a broadcaster since then. And then I found that in my mid-30s, parts for women were really, really disappearing. Mm -hmm. And very quickly and so i decided i was going to be involved behind the camera so i went to do a master's degree in women's studies and uh that was in social science which was looking at women in society how they were affected by by all sorts of elements and um so that gave me an actual uh, professional qualification to be a feminist and then for 10 years i became an equal opportunities advisor and expert for the Welsh Assembly gov Government. And I went around companies and gave them advice on flexible working patterns, work-life balance, uh, maternity benefits, all sorts of issues to do with mm. women in the workplace. And then that expanded to women in the workplace, to disability issues, to race 
uh, and religion and then uh, LGBTQ uh, issues. So I've been involved in, in a professional way for a long time. And when I came to the, um, the end of one of the contracts that I had with the Welsh government, we had to retender for the work that we had been doing. And I'd been doing it for 10 years by that point. And I just thought, I don't really want to be doing policy after policy after policy. So I thought, well, what do I actually like about this work? And I thought, I love the coaching element of it. So I went off and got uh, qualified as an ILM level seven equivalent leadership coach and worked with women. I love working with women. And um, so, but I also work with men. And this book that I, I spoke about, which is called Stand Up and Sock It to Them Sister, Funny Feisty Females, is really a deconstruction of the glass ceiling through the prism of my passion, which is women in comedy. Now, the glass ceiling is the glass ceiling in whichever um, area that you work in, be that politics, education, um, religion. The glass ceiling is made up of the same structures everywhere. And you're asking about some of the things that I would say to people. Well, there are some, um, the, the most important thing is get yourself a mentor. I said about my mentor, I was very lucky to have a writing mentor for over 20 years. And mm -hmm. she was a personal friend of uh, the French singer Edith Piaf. Right. And my, my mentor was fantastic. She always believed in me very strongly with all the writing work that I do and also the performing. So, um, you need to have a really good mentor. Now, I do um, a lot of uh, pro bono mentoring. I work with a, a young woman in in um, in uh, Pembrokeshire on her comedy. I also work with a young man in Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya. And I work with a, a young woman in Toronto. Um, and so I believe that it's very, very important if we've been um, someone who's benefited from... Uh, mentoring by someone, then it's our duty to not pull up the drawbridge, but to enable other women mm -hmm. to learn from us. So role models are very, very important as well. We had very few role models when I was growing up. I had three, in fact. I had uh, Joan of Arc because she was brave, Florence Nightingale because she was brave, and then I also had uh, a woman who was a Pembrokeshire person. She was called Jemima Nicholas, and she rounded up... Um, uh, some French soldiers when they tried to invade Britain and got them to send, surrender on Goodick Sands. So for women right. in Fishguard, we were brought up as being feisty and um, quite fiery. So those role models, people who have those values that we want to link into, I want to feel brave, I want to feel uh, that I'm resourceful, that I can you know, do whatever I choose to in life. And for those, um, the, the role model I've had for the longest part of my life has been um, has been Edith Piaf. I first encountered her uh, in my life at the age of 21 when I was um, a street singer in Belgium. And her life was so, so inspiring. And I was inspired. And I thought, if she can do that, if she can rise from rags to riches, then someone else may have that potential as well. So those two things are crucial. Get yourself a role model, get yourself a mentor, and if all else fails, get yourself a kick-ass coach, which is what I do. And I love working with people. And because I have the performing skills and also the leadership um, qualification, I'm able to do 
something that most people can't do because I believe very passionately that a great leader is a great uh, public speaker. And I had a client yesterday and uh, he came to me and he said, I absolutely love what I'm doing, but I'm absolutely petrified mm. of speaking in public. I have to stand in front of 600 people next week and I have to really be my best possible version. I said, great. Where are you feeling at the moment about this? Out of 10. Mm -hmm. He said, three and a half. I said, okay. We worked together and uh, I did quite a lot of work on um, imposter syndrome, which is something that a lot of women suffer with. And I, at the end of the, the hour long session, I said, where are you now? And he said, six and a half. You know, I love transforming people. I love enabling people and getting them to the place where they want to be so that they can be, be literally the best possible versions of themselves. So let me put you on the spot, okay? Let's say that I am a woman who's come to you who um, doesn't believe in herself. What would be the things that you would focus on in order to help me or another person start to believe in themselves what are the pieces three pieces of wisdom that you would give them or three challenges that you'd give them however you operate well i'll try and find out what the barriers are someone has told you somewhere that you can't do this so firstly and foremostly i would try and uh, root out who that person is and i don't want to be giving away too many of the secrets but um i do something called anchoring which is a neuro-linguistic programming yeah, uh, method which works fantastic. It is like magic. It really is. Mm. So basically what I would do is I'd take them back to a place where they felt supremely confident and I do a little bit of uh, deep breathing with them and we'd get them back to that place and I would root that and I would make it solid so that they can access it anytime. Now I, I do that myself. If I do that, I am with, um, I am in Butte house in Edinburgh and I've just given uh, Nicola Sturgeon a copy of my book. I so can, can, I, like that. can I just say for those people who are listening to the podcast that what Gweno is doing is that she's rubbing, is that your wedding ring? Yes. Um, and so anchoring is a, a really um, mm. powerful NLP technique where um, all of you will have had experiences, good, bad and indifferent, that were powerful. And that a smell might take you back to that place or a piece of music is evocative and will take you back to that feeling and that place. But you can use NLP to help you um, identify a good place and then anchor that so you can, by clicking your fingers or rubbing your ring or whatever you choose to do, take you back into that place of power um, and make you feel well resourced. So it's it's quite difficult because we've got the mixture of TV and radio to make sure that oh, people yes, on the radio <laughs> can actually know what's going on as well as as those who are watching the TV. Um, okay. Well, can I go back to the? So you asked yeah, the three do. pieces. The second yeah. piece is um, one of the things that we do is the limiting beliefs that uh, we have are usually uh, given to us by ourselves. So what I try and do is I will try and split the, the, the person into two people. One of them will be the, the uh, good cop. The other one will be the bad cop uh, for want of other better names. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll devise a methodology. And with some people, it's animals. With other people, it'll be human beings that they know. And for me, as you, I've told you about Jemima, Jemima is my good cop. My bad cop is Maisie Weems, who used to tell me that she 
didn't like me at all, Gwenna Williams. And all I can say about you is you've got a good, strong voice. So whenever my bad cop is giving me a hard time and telling me that I'm useless or whatever, I'll get Jemima to stick it with a fork. Oh, so right. that's what I do for me. And then the third thing I would um, do with the person is I would just say, okay, give me evidence to show that you can't do this. And they won't find any evidence because there usually isn't. No. So those are the three things. That sounds absolutely great. Um, my version of the, the good cop, bad cop, uh, and it actually came from a client. It's, we talk about it, the parrot squawking. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and in, in the same way with a live parrot, you'd put the cover over the uh, the cage. Well, if you want the um, the kind way to do it, you put the cover over the cage. But the, the, the client said, do you know what? I think I'm going to just shoot the flaming parrot. And so when she hears that voice, she imagines a great big gun and goes, with, and the parrot um, is just a pile of feathers. But whatever the technique that you use, um, it makes sense for you to recognize that you're in control if you choose to be, mm-hmm. or you can let that, that voice in your head uh, take control and tell you you're worthless, or you can take control and recognize the wonderful person that you are. Now, every guest on um, of my show, um, we ask them to choose a project from B1G1 and choose three different projects a month for us to donate to on their behalf. Have you chosen which of the projects that you would like us to donate to on your behalf? Yes, it's the top one, which is, I think it was about um, uh, education. Education Education is key, absolutely key. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Education is key. I used to do direct theatre and education uh, projects when I was in my 20s. And uh, one of the projects we did was about a school in Africa. And, you know, they have so little. And um, I know now with uh, Fidel Wabenga and Kakuma refugee camp, you know, they have so little. And education is the key to progress in people's lives. And I know that we all want water, etc. But education is absolutely key to progress. And um, and women don't get as much uh, education as boys generally. And I used to sponsor um, children and I sponsored girls every single time because I was very aware of that issue in the developing world um children uh, boys are prioritized and I wanted to prioritize girls so yes well, we'll, education. sometimes our projects have been uh, we've done a lot for the Dalit girls in India and offering them they're the untouchables but the project this month is actually a global project um, and they've got they've got sub projects going on all the way around the world um, and so we'll be donating on your behalf uh, to help provide, um, you know, uh, education for those who otherwise wouldn't get it. We're running out of time now, Gweno. So oh. I know that you've got a special offer that you'd like to um, to let people know about. And where can they get hold of you? Well, uh, the special offer, I, <laughs> yes, get in touch with me. Uh, anybody can have a free conversation and uh, so you know initially to see if you want to work with me so that's a special offer really Uh, they can get in touch with me through um, my LinkedIn is the best way because uh, LinkedIn shows that you're a professional who's really interested or you could if you wanted to get in touch with me through Facebook Um, so 
And the okay. details are, are underneath on the banner, but we'll also have them in the show notes. So okay. it just remains for me to say a huge thank you very much um, and wish you well. And um, we will be back after the interval. Please don't go away. But Gweno, thank you very much for your contribution. It's been great. You're welcome. Thank you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I just want to spend the last few minutes of the show talking about the season of goodwill. Now, as we record this, last week was Thanksgiving, a time in America when people get together. It's very family-based, friends, and it's a time of gratitude. Um, if you think about the first Thanksgiving, it was gratitude that they had, that the Pilgrim Fathers had survived. Now, survival is quite interesting when you talk about Thanksgiving, and we have Christmas and we've got Hanukkah and lots and lots of different um, religions have their festivals or have a festival at this time of year. And I think it goes back to the fact that we're, we're going in the, the northern hemisphere, going into a time of darkness. Um, and so there were festivals that were designed to bring people together and to offer a hope um, in those darkest days, ready moving forward. Now, Thanksgiving and Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you're talking about, whether, you know, whatever the celebration, bringing families and friends together can be the most wonderful experience in the world. It can be a challenge. And for those people who are hosting, it can be even more of a challenge because you've got all of the work to do. And I have now 
spent time helping so many people who are much earlier in the year start to dread those holidays because of the outfall when Uncle Fred and Auntie Bertha have had too much to drink and they're rowing and when um, you know the, the childless couple are going to be constantly asked when are you going to have a child or the person who's on their own when are you going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and just the pressure that we put on ourselves that these holidays should be perfect and we have a blueprint for what that perfection looks like and of course that blueprint of perfection and the reality rarely turn out to be the same thing and if you're one of those families or what groups of people who create an amazing holiday where everything goes smoothly and it's just wonderful then I am so um so pleased for you but there are many people who struggle and sometimes it's about how do I give my children uh, the things that they want and for things that they deserve, but I haven't got the money? Or how am I going to manage? I've just done Thanksgiving and now I've got to manage Christmas or I've got to manage uh, having you know 18 people to dinner and all of the work that that creates. And one of the things that I have found is that there are ways to manage that challenge really effectively. And I've created a little program called the 12 Days of Christmas or 12 Days of the Holiday. Um, and I would recommend that you go and have a look. It's at genuinely-u.com. You'll find it there. But it, it gives you some real practical strategies of how you can deal with the holidays, whichever those holidays may be. And it's called the 12 days. Basically, it's, it's a take on the 12 days of Christmas. You're the first day of Christmas my true love sent to me. And each of those offers you very, very practical ways to make it easier, whether that's catering or managing children's expectations um, or getting other people involved. Or it may be that, you know, not actually having the family round for Christmas this year and, and wanting to go away, whatever it is, um, there is something there for everybody. It's a time to be kind. It's a time to be kind to yourself. And those who watch the show regularly or listen will know I make a very significant distinction between being kind and being indulgent. Now, I know that, that holiday time is a time to be indulgent in yourself, uh, to yourself, but, but the difference between kindness, kindness is self-care. Kindness is not assuming that everybody will know that you are drowning but you will say to people, can you help me with the vegetables, please? Or would you um, get the table laid? Or can you do this? And being very direct about what you're asking, but asking it in a very, um, in a very neutral way um, that doesn't set up um, that, that tension between people. You know, there is a lot of work involved but there are little tricks that you can use that will help you. So, as you know, um, I struggle with energy. I love to entertain. So one of the things that I do is I will create my roast potatoes by parboiling the potatoes. And then while they're hot, brushing them with oil. Or if you like goose fat, it works with goose fat. Or if you're a vegan, you do it, uh, do it with oil. Salt. 
um, bit of garlic, bit of rosemary. I let them cool. I cling film them um, and then I pop them in the freezer. On Christmas Day, all I need to do is to get them out of the freezer, frozen, and pop them in the oven and add an extra 10 minutes to the cooking. I do the same with parsnips. My stuffings are ready. They're all, everything is done well in advance. The sprouts can be done four or five days before Christmas and just put them into a plastic bag, take all of the, ox the air out and then tie them up. So lots of different tips like that. So it means on, on the day, you're not absolutely exhausted and that you can enjoy spending time with your people. There's also help there if you are on your own and you don't want to be lonely, lots of ideas of how you can make your Christmas special. And one of those ways is to think about other people. Random acts of kindness can make a lot of difference. So you can do a random act of kindness by actually sharing this show with other people. Um, and sharing the other shows, because every show um, that is downloaded, we give a gift of food or water or education or medical support, or we help the environment or we help people out of work, get into work, all sorts of things based on the UN 17 um, goals that they have to end poverty and to bring people into the 21st century in a way that is living and thriving rather than barely surviving. So you have a way of helping that doesn't cost you anything other than a little bit of thought. We've got lots in December coming up. Uh, next week, I have Samantha Lazelle as my guest. She is a lady who has the most amazing story to tell. I talk about challenge and overcoming that. She's a very special lady. She's a great friend of mine. And I'm really looking forward to introducing her to you. Whatever your situation, recognize you're the common denominator. It makes sense to become the leader of your own life. Take care. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.